Today's episode of Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association, picks up on our conversation with Dr. Chris Jagman and Dr. Mark Sinovec, accompanied by AMA's Leslie Prowitz. They continue to discuss the evolution of CPT and its importance, especially in healthcare crises. Dr. Mark Sinovec is the chair of the CPT editorial panel, and Dr. Chris Jagman is vice chair of the CPT editorial panel, as well as chair of the CPT assistant editorial board. Here's Leslie Prowitz. So as we're talking about bringing people along to new processes and new ways of doing things, uh, one of the things that's always on our mind is uh, that there's always uh, physicians, newly minted physicians, folks who are just starting to learn about CPT. Or perhaps they don't know a whole lot about CPT because their billing happens in a building far, far away that they never really have to interact with it very much. Uh, But for those who are just starting to learn, you two obviously have many great years of experience and uh, tales to tell and, and inputs that you really can't have if you're not in the process. But Dr. Jagman, I'd like to hear what would be your advice to physicians, other qualified healthcare professionals. Maybe they're just starting to learn about CPT. What would be your advice to them? I think they need to view CPT as something more than just a billing mechanism. I mean, the, the codes and the diagnosis codes associated with them actually communicate a lot more information about public health, about longitudinal care, about chronic care. And so even if you no longer are dependent upon your own bookkeeping or your own collection of of payments, you still need to learn the lingo because in this increasingly digital world, your medical record is in some ways defined by those CPT codes that you may or may not understand. So certainly you need to learn what you do in your field And if you want to communicate well with specialists in other fields, you may need to understand their viewpoint from CPT coding also. So uh, in terms of that, um, one of the interesting parts is not only learning about CPT, but having the time to learn about CPT. Um, And and Dr. Sidovic, you know, recently there's been quite a bit circulating in the media about physician burnout. Uh, time pressures are real and valid for everyone. I haven't found anyone for whom that doesn't apply. I'd be curious to know your advice that you would give to actively practicing physicians uh, who find the prospect of being a part of the CPT process interesting, but simply feel there aren't enough hours in the day to get involved. Uh, what would you respond to that question? Well, I, I, I guess there are stressors out there. Um, you know, I think we've all uh, become different through through COVID, for example. Um, and and it seems like we still have the pressures of COVID, but we have all those other pressures we had before, and they're just kind of mounting. Uh, and the world just seems to change faster and faster. So, so I certainly can can comprehend that. Um, I, I th- for me, it, I mean, I, I'm a physician first and a pathologist second, and this allows me. Uh, to to stay whole as a physician, and I can still use my professional uh, energy in a way that's not just so so refined to to looking through my microscope, for example. Um, it, and so I find it even though it's it's um, it's work, it's enjoyable work. And so I, it's it's kind of my my fun t- part of my job, um, and the diversity really helps me with that. Uh, so so I totally think that uh, it's 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 
takes time, yes, but uh, you know, as we all learn through the computer, we get we just get more efficient through that process. And this is the same thing. And I certainly would encourage uh, younger physicians that are interested in this to talk to their specialty societies. Uh, typically, when you start, it's not like you're going to have to commit to uh, being a panel member and giving up entire days. A lot of that can be done virtually, and they just want your opinion on what you do best. Um, and it's it, there's a long learning curve in CPT. There's a lot of nuances. Um, <clears throat> the, the power of the semicolon is, for an example, what we do, uh, which I'm not going to go into the details here, but <laughs> but over over time, things that become or, or originally are so foreign, they just become so natural. And and it's it's so, so I wouldn't get get too scared of it on the front end. You know, s- stick your toe in the water, see if it's something that w- works for you. And hey, you might be sitting here as the the panel chair or panel chair elect. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Well, you raise an interesting point, Dr. Sinovic, in terms of uh, physicians and starting to you know hear about their world, hear what they do in their practice. And so much of CBT is about it's a language, and it's really only as strong as the composite of the voices that go into that language and creating it. Um, there's been a lot of talk in the news, nothing particularly new, just like time pressures, uh, around issues with health equity uh, and how that's impacted care. And Dr. Jagman, I'd like to hear your perspective on the relationship between CPT and the goal of advancing health equity, uh, about the connection that you see there. Well, the, the fascinating thing about that particular question is what happened during the PHE. When all of a sudden behavioral health became essentially a virtual service with the the curation and creation of appropriate telemedicine CPT codes and modifiers to report the same. That no doubt has impacted health equity in my mind because we've been able to serve people who didn't live near a hospital, who weren't in an advanced community, but yes, had a cell phone, yes, had some audiovisual capability. And you'll get you'll get different uh, flavors of that from people, but I think by and large, that has been a huge boon to behavioral health equity. Fantastic. And uh, it sounds like from what we've seen of some of the data, uh, the advance of telehealth is one that it may have reached its height at a certain point uh, earlier in the pandemic, but it's certainly something that's not going to go away. Um, that door really has been opened. It's hard to, to close it entirely. So excellent observation there. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Uh, Dr. Sinovic, I have a similar question for you. Uh, if, uh, we're talking about forecasting, you know, developments in CPT, what we've seen happen with telehealth. <clears throat> but in, in your world, looking at CPT developments, the future of medicine, uh, in your time as chair, what are some of the things that you might expect or you might even hope for going forward? 
Well, I, I mean, clearly one of the areas that we've spent a lot of time recently is in digital medicine as it relates to both uh, um, telehealth, but also in uh, artificial or uh, augmented intelligence or machine learning. And I think that's going to be a really interesting area. Uh, I can tell you that we're struggling uh, with that somewhat. Uh, but it's but it's not really a unique struggle because by definition, CPT is on the cutting edge. We need to make sure we have a foundation of the language uh, that people will use. And, and this is just another example of that. So we're forging ahead, uh, trying to come up with the, the definitions. And I guess that's probably uh, one of the areas that's so fun for CPT because you take this uh, humble uh, country pathologist from Topeka, Kansas, and I can be sitting in the in the room and we're having these debates on what words should we use when we try to capture these services, uh, knowing that we don't really know right now because we can't, we, we're having trouble predicting what's gonna happen tomorrow, let alone 10 years from now. But whatever we're working on now is foundational and if we get it right or get it as close to being right as we think we can, it'll help us get to that that endpoint. So I, I think that's probably the most exciting area. Um, and then uh, molecular diagnostics is another area we've been obviously been working with that for over a decade now. Uh, you know, I think back in 2009 when we first started about this, we thought by this time, hey, we'll just have everyone will get their whole exome. It'll be done and we won't have to deal with anything. Uh, Boy, that hasn't happened. It's just gotten more complex, not less complex with that, with different technologies and different platforms. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so Dr. Jackman, I'll ask you the same question as you take a look in your crystal ball that is CPT, uh, your wishes, thoughts, uh, predictions on what you see down the pike. Well, I think Mark's right. Digital medicine and molecular diagnostics continue to be evolving fields. I, I'm also interested in the notion of team care. As we go more and more into complex organizations and teams of providers, not just physicians, practicing medicine with the best interests of the member at heart, which may be you're seeing them at home. You're seeing them in the mall. You're seeing them at your local pharmacy or wherever. And how you report those services, who reports those services, who, for instance, is a qualified healthcare professional in CPT language. Those are going to be some fascinating evolutionary debates as we go forward. Fantastic. I would definitely agree with the evolution of medicine, how, how and where that care is provided and seeing CPT work with those evolving paradigms as they come through is really going to be fascinating. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with both of you today. Thank you so much. This has been an, a wonderful conversation. I'm glad you were both able to be with us. Uh, I'm Leslie Prowitz, and thank you for joining us on Moving Medicine. You can subscribe to Moving Medicine and other great AMA podcasts anywhere you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.